fucking science. Just say yes and we'll move on. Yes. Sure, start the show. Hello, everyone. Today is a very special day. It is the five-year anniversary of Sherman the Booth. And I just wanted to take a second today to say thank you so much to everybody that has supported me. I also wanted to share some stories from over the years and uh, talk about some of my favorite moments as well. 178 episodes, 160 guests, over 100,000 plays across SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you. That's absolutely insane that 100,000 people have clicked play on Sherman the Booth. It is absolutely wild to be standing here today, five years later. But I want to start by talking about year one. So September 2016, I launched Sherman the Booth. And for those that didn't know, I actually started it off as In the Booth with Sherm. Don't know why I thought that was going to be better, because it's way too long. So I changed it to Sherman the Booth by episode three. It was a good idea, and here we are today. It's still called Sherman the Booth. No plans on changing it. First guest, episode three, one of my oldest friends, Tony Ferrara. He wishes that I would delete that episode, but I'm never going to, Tony. So most interviews were actually done over the phone, and for whatever reason, I wasn't even comfortable enough to actually record these and share them with people. And what I would do was actually summarize the interview in a five to seven minute segment, straight through talking. I used to take five or six takes trying to figure this out perfectly, no mistakes. I was my harshest critic for it. They would actually have a guest mix. Episodes used to take me five to six hours because what I would do is hand mix on my tractor S2, a whole entire mix to layer underneath the entire time because I wanted people to have every sort of entertainment possible. It was exhausting, but year one was incredible. And some notable guests that I want to mention, Isaac Palmer, still a very, very close friend, and Shaken, who's actually one of Milwaukee's best DJs. So thanks for believing in me early on, guys. Year two, getting a lot more prepared, taking the podcast seriously, getting consistent flow, doing interviews and guest mixes for every single episode I was doing. Every two weeks, the guest was going to come to my place or I would interview them over the phone and I was going to be consistent. I'm also developing a much better sense on how to research guests and I'm getting a lot more comfortable on the mic for interviews and commentary. Kind of start to realize, okay, there's some serious potential for this show, but I need to start getting more ingrained in the Chicago scene. Episode 40, someone reaches out to me to come on Sherman the Booth and I'm like, you want to come on my podcast? Okay. Turns out to be a guy named James Estrada of AO, and the floodgates opened after that. So I want to say thank you to James and Eric of AO. Um, they introduced me to so many people in the Chicago scene. Year two was a special time. Some notable guests that I want to mention as well. Gilded, one of my closest friends. Zooey Glass, one of the most talented DJs ever. Sances, you already know he's the fucking man. Juanino. I don't have to say much more than that. Brothers Keeper and Shiny. I made it to episode 50 by year three in September of 2019. I actually played this silent disco for North Coast. And it just so happened that episode 50 landed the week after I played. So I was able to share my live North Coast set. This is when I was really starting to catch steam, um, getting bigger people on the show. People were stopping me at concerts in Chicago and they knew me from the podcast. Might've been the Sherm hats that I was always wearing, grassroots marketing, but it was still pretty cool that people knew me for something that I was so passionate about. This time too, my interview process was getting much, much cleaner. I knew that Audio was great, but video was really where my core audience was gonna be. So I made the investment, I bought three Canon cameras, honestly kind of a half-ass investment. <laughs> video is extremely expensive for those that didn't know. I started recording these video interviews, and although we were still in my bedroom next to the bathroom um, in the west side of Chicago, <laughs> it was still awesome to see, and I know a lot of those guests remember those days too. Now I had managers actually starting to reach out to me 
come on the podcast to give their artists more exposure. And there's one that I want to mention in particular, Nick Bush of Manifest Management, who is a very successful manager and manages guys like uh, Enzo and Stratus. And there's one guy named Align, uh, my boy James Fisher. Nick reaches out to me and says, hey, I want you to interview Align on the show. I love the podcast. He needs a little more exposure in the Chicago scene. I'm like, Align? That sick producer with millions of plays who literally plays at Concord all the time? Okay, I must be doing something right. Also at this point, I'm starting to interview people outside of the music industry, going outside my comfort zone. It was really, really cool because I realized that Sherman the Booth doesn't have to be just for the music industry. I can talk to anybody who's passionate about what they do. So there's a lot of people that came on that year. Talks about health and wellness, entrepreneurship, business, real estate, lots of stuff like that. Some notable guests from year three, RV Mala, Alex Kislov, love those guys. ADLX, my homies. JG, miss you brother, need to see you soon. Tsunami, one of the best DJs and producers in Chicago. Tim Emini, congratulations on your new venue. DMASH, love you, miss you. And the biggest guest yet, Hook and Sling. I'm really feeling it and I'm taking chances. Year four, I really start to kick shit into high gear. I'm doing episodes every single week. We're doing every single one on video and getting them onto YouTube. But I realize this is a lot of work and I need to start building a team. So I start outsourcing. I hire Suzette. She is a video editor based in South Africa and she has been the biggest blessing in my life. She has allowed me the ability to be completely creative with the podcast and not worry about editing. I want to show a lot of love to Suzette. You are incredible. I also bring on Tony Ferrara to help me start recording the podcast as well as Ray Yu. Like I said, I had these three <laughs> cannons at this point still. I need to replace the batteries because the interviews were becoming an hour and a half, two hours long. So these guys are literally replacing the batteries as I'm doing interviews. And I always had to tell the guests before, don't mind them as they're doing <laughs> all this like mechanical work in the background. It was so funny, but those are special times because I'm getting followers like crazy in the content and the guests are getting bigger and bigger. I'm getting closer to episode 100 at this point. Can't believe it. It's flying by. And this is because I'm really doing episodes every single week. And podcast is really a part of who I am completely. March 2020 pandemic hits and the whole world has flipped upside down. Right before then, I was doing basically every interview in person, so I had to transition to a remote style. At first, I was a little intimidated because I had never really done remote interviews, and it's a totally different style of interviewing, but I saw it as an opportunity to grow the brand on a global scale. So I started asking people that were bigger artists, that were bigger guests, and they started saying yes because we all had more time. Also during this time, I took an eight-week podcast masterclass through On Deck, and I learned about the ins and outs of podcasting from the ground floor all the way up to the top, the business of podcasting, finding your voice and growing your brand. And that was really, really cool for me too, because I knew how to take Sherman the Booth to the next level. And finally, I'm able to start doing in-person interviews again, and I know that it's time to take this shit to the tippy top. So I hire a podcast consultant, and next thing you know, I have a Sherman the Booth backdrop, two new chairs, two new mics, a new audio interface, three new Blackmagic cameras, I had to get better cameras that could actually record on their own. So thank you again to Ray and Tony and lights. And it was amazing for me when people would walk in the door and say, oh shit, this is the real deal. And it is true. I do take this very seriously on a professional, personal level. Honestly, every single interview this past year was incredible. I did a new episode every single week with a new guest, remote, in person. I did live interviews. It was so much fun to be back in the swing of things. And some of my favorite conversations were with Sid, you're the man, Gianni Blue, the homie, Tombs, Towns producer, CLB, drum and bass king, the whole hood politics crew, Ghetto Blaster legend, Steve Gerard legend, Jenny Boss, Danny Deal, and No Pants Party. Those were some of the best conversations I've ever had on the podcast. 
truly, truly enjoyed those. Before I even ever launched the podcast, I knew that I had to find my why. My why is to make an impact. Today, five years in, I know I'm not even halfway where I want to be, but I do know that I've made an impact on many, many people. The guests, the fans, myself. It has been such a special journey and an amazing experience. There are too many people to thank, but I do want to say thank you to my mom, Leslie, my dad, Sort, my number one fan, my brother, Ben, my girlfriend, Maya, my old roommate, Dominic, for putting up with four years of random people coming into the apartment, <laughs> my man, Matt Harder, for listening to literally every episode, Tony Ferrara for believing in me when I didn't, Ray Yu for his endless support as a fan and a friend, Suzette for helping me and giving it your all since day one, and every single person who's ever supported Sherman the Boot in any way. Thank you. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. We're just getting started. Five years, maybe.